Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm only recording one side. Um, it's not yeah. about me, but it's okay. It's okay. We're not even going to say what we're talking about. Nope. We're not even going to say it. Nobody will know. Uh, nobody will know. But you know what people will know? What? My thoughts on Sean Mendes's wonder. Wow. 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 Hey, Whoa. everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of this podcast where... Uh, a new a new type of deal. A new type of John that we're doing. <laughs> a new type of Jonathan where we yes. actually aren't talking about Fallout Boy. Um, they might come up, but... They might come up, yeah. But this um, is... Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. None of my thoughts related to Sean Mendez's wonder. Men- Mendez. Sean Mendez's... Sean Mendes's wonder. If you have an S as the last letter of your last name, what's wrong with you? What's up? (laughs) What's up? You still do apostrophe S to show possession, though, don't you? Yeah, you do. Or is that a British thing? I don't know. Um, But regardless, this is a new segment Mm. of the show called Made You Listen. Uh, Carson and I made two wheels independent of each other of albums that the other has not heard. So I made a wheel of 10 albums that Carson hasn't heard, and Carson made a wheel of 10 albums I the, haven't heard. You haven't heard, yes. And uh, we spin the wheel uh, every, I guess, week or something. Yeah, something like that. So uh, just to clarify, this is not something... We're, we're just giving you a little taste. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I will be in uh, the city of Europe. Yeah, um, England is my city. <laughs> England is my city. That's correct. Um, I'll be in the city of England uh, next week, and then for another <laughs> couple of weeks. So um, instead of us like giving rapid fire thoughts on Fallout Boy and having to backlog, Dawson and I thought it a good idea to give you a different taste, a different type of show. Um, on this ain't a scene. It's a podcast, and this is what the Patreon show will be. Uh, once we run out of ten albums on each wheel, if this is successful, we will load it up with another ten albums. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna bail on this because I do want to see this through. I do want to see this through because um, all the albums I put on my wheel, I do want you to hear. I do want your thoughts on them because as yeah. we established last week, great reason why we started this podcast is because you and I love thinking critically about music. We love talking to each other about music, mm-hmm. preferably in person. Yeah. Because I mean, like I could write paragraphs to you about music, but would you read them? I would read them, but they wouldn't be, very, and I would read yours, but it wouldn't would, be very it transferable be to a podcast. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be able to be monetized. <laughs> it's like, all right, everyone, I got a paragraph from Carson about this album, and I'm going to read it to you because he is in Europe right now, <laughs> bro. One of the albums I almost put in place of, because what album on my wheel did did I have that you had heard before? Is a real boy. Is a real boy. So I almost put a zombie apocalypse concept album on there goodness it might actually be on there but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> just on the note of uh monetizing like text messages <laughs> homeboy that made said zombie apocalypse concept album which if it becomes relevant we'll bring it up we'll bring up who did it mm-hmm. uh legitimately trying to tell stories through like i screenshots right now that he is sending to himself 
That's awesome. It is so strange. Anyway. <laughs> that rocks. Um, yeah, we, we thought it might be a good idea. Uh, these will not normally appear on the feed. The first two, me listening to Wonder by Sean Mendez and you listening to Low Country by Envy on the Coast mm-hmm. will be on the main feed. But uh, the rest, you're going to have to uh, go to the Patreon. Insert link here. Yeah, whenever we we're yeah. we're gonna put that up soon. Um, if it's not yeah. already up before by the time I this before airs. I leave, I hope. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. not. I Who don't knows? Know. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> we will eventually have a Patreon. Yeah, and then um, the the other um, fucking eighteen of those episodes or whatever will go. Yeah, on we'll those. we'll go on there. Yeah. So if um, you like this, if you like this, then go enjoy our Patreon exclusive show. Made you listen which you'll be able to RSS feed that into all your podcast platforms. Um, we're also going to put the main episodes on to the Patreon as well so that you can just all have them in one RSS feed in Overcast or whatever you use for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway. And if you don't like this show, then uh, you're in luck because you only have to sit through two of them. Yeah, you only <laughs> have to sit through two of them. We're only putting two out. And maybe this one sucks, but the next one's really good or something. Who I don't knows? fucking know. I don't fucking know. Um. Regardless, Carson and I are both about to go on tour, and this was the most economic yeah, option for this. Yeah, this was the smartest. <laughs> separate option. tours. Yeah, mind separate you. tours. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, it'll probably happen one day. Like, yeah. our bands sound very different, but, like, I feel like eventually one day we will do, like, some kind of extended tour together. That would be fun. Just, like... <laughs> and we and we rope in the podcast with it. Mm, yeah, mm. Mathcore Emo Tour. and then Mathcore we, Emo Podcast We won't tour? have to miss a week of the episode of the that, podcast. That's true. We can just record in green rooms. Mm-hmm. Or live on stage. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would like it. Every, everyone would have a great time with that. No one would go outside for a yeah, smoke. It would be great. No, no one would talk over the podcast at all. No. No one would whisper, this is similar to the It's Always Sunny podcast. Hey, do you remember Blink-155? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, I did it. I did it. Awesome. Yeah. I did it. You did it. Um, First of all, can I ask you, and and this is no indication of my thoughts on this record. Mm. Why is this a record you wanted me to hear? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of it all... It sounds th- bad, but it's not. <laughs> I promise. So, um, just uh, off the top, um, this album that we're talking about this episode, once again, is Wonder by Shawn Mendes. Uh, not any of the deluxe versions because I think there are like fucking three deluxe versions out there. Mm-hmm. There's a holiday deluxe. There's a holiday deluxe. I don't know what the fuck that And means, a normal but... deluxe and I think like a super deluxe or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, this album, I guess, underperformed. <laughs> so oh, they were it? like, yeah, I think it did. Um, yeah, I, I noticed There weren't that. any hits off of this one. Yeah. Um, like the, I think Which... the closest it got was Monster with Justin Bieber. Um, yeah but uh the uh, this you know what i'm not gonna say what that song <laughs> just yet but yeah so i wanted you to hear this album because we've talked about sean mendez on the podcast before mm-hmm. and this yeah. is i believe how i used his, to shower to senorita to yeah log time in the shower yeah this is i think this is his best album uh and it's the most interesting Sean Mendez album, um, not necessarily yeah. lyrically, but uh, sure. sonically, because it is a pretty one subject album. He is 90% of the time talking about uh, Camila Cabello, which is very funny now. Now, is this a broken up? 
they were together? They were together. Interesting. Okay. They were together for a few years, I think. That's what I was going to ask you is because, like, when it starts, it reads like a breakup album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. Um, And I, I've listened to it three times. And uh, it that's, like, always how it starts off for me is, a, like, the intro track. I'm always mm-hmm. like... All right, like this is kind of like melancholy. Like I feel like this is like kind of a cold weather intro, and then it goes into the, the uh, Tom Tom Lovejoy would call it uh, uh, track two, song one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I feel that a little bit less. Um, I, I don't know. There's, I don't know. Continue. Continue with what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, this album is on my chart of all my favorite albums, which I recently reconfigured. I How have many are on there? 60. There are 60 albums and EPs on there that I have as my all-time favorites. This are they ranked in there. any sort of way? Yeah, they're in order from 1 to 60. So this album is number 50. This is number okay. 50 on okay. on. Uh, out of 60. Interesting. Um, and when this came out, uh, it was like height of the pandemic. Uh, this shit hit October 2020. Um, and I was just about to start working at Amazon. So, damn. Basically, all I did was like, because when this album came out, I just looped it over and over and over again. Interesting. Um, because uh, have you thought about how it sounds like it was made in an Amazon warehouse? Yes. Or, uh, okay. All right. It's um, uh, it's it's a it's that hard. is a dig, by the way. That yeah, is, no, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, I get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. man, I understand. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sounds like it was made in an Amazon warehouse. Like, what about it, dude? Um, my uh relationship with Sean Mendez's music is. Um, one day, uh, members of Brockhampton started tweeting, man, this new Sean Mendez is really good. And I was like, Brockhampton tweeting about Sean Mendez. That's strange. Interesting. And his songs in my blood and lost in Japan had just came out. Uh, two very good songs. Two very, yeah. very good songs. Two and I listened songs. to them and I was like, holy shit, does Sean Mendez have bangers in him? Mm-hmm. And then when the full album that those songs came out, are on came out i was a little disappointed but then this album um i was there for the the whole rollout and everything yeah and i was like super pumped about it and then really disappointed that everyone like hated it <laughs> sure <laughs> and yeah it, and it didn't like really go anywhere well i noticed that it is it is his lowest performing mm-hmm. um i don't know why <laughs> i mean uh, i the, do there was I, only I, like I, uh, there was only two singles leading up to it. Okay, and it um, was Monster, and what was the other one? Wonder. Um, oh, oh man. <laughs> I, there's like four or five others. I, I know, I right? Put in there. Fucking, <laughs> like, they could have put out uh, fucking Teach Me How to Love, probably. That that would have been my pick. It, it, it would be between Teach Me How to Love and 24 Hours. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, though 24 Hours is kind of like a slow jam like i still feel like it may have performed pretty well 
24 Hours is my least favorite track, I'm going to be honest. Wow, really? I yeah. think it's my favorite. That's so crazy. <laughs> I, I think I think my favorites are between 24 Hours and Monster. Monster is a fucking... Monster's dope. Monster is crazy. I, I think my favorites are, apart from the entire album, um, I really like uh, Peace of You and uh, Dream. I think okay. those two. So, all right. But what do you think, Carson? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, it's about what both of us think, but you're more familiar with it, and you have asked me. You have you have spun for me to listen to this. Yes. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, by the way, I uh, on my wheel, I did replace Is a Real Boy with the Zombie Apocalypse concept album. Nice. Which, so you'll eventually have to hear it. Um, uh, originally, I told you that I put Zed's Clarity in there, and then I realized I don't want to do that to you because I also don't want to talk about that record. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I uh, don't don't get me wrong, uh, dear listener. I put bad albums on my wheel for yeah, Carson for sure. I no, discuss. I put bad albums on mine too. Yeah. yeah, there are bad albums on on both of ours. Um, well, there could be a bad album on yeah. this episode, sure, considering what sure. Carson might feel about this record. Well, I don't okay, know so. <sighs> Uh, let me give you like the big positives I have for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this record is produced in a way that none of his other music is, which I would say is like not glossy, just very full. Mm-hmm. Full is the word I'd use. Um, and like, oh, there's deer that just ran past the window. Holy crap. Um, we live in an enchanted world. <laughs> um, we live in a funny forest. Like this album is subtle when it needs to be subtle um i don't think it quite goes as hard as it thinks it does uh but when it's loud it's like it sounds good Mm -hmm. uh like the big moments feel big it doesn't um it doesn't feel like oh this could have been like uh seen through a little bit more Mm -hmm. um i will say like i i don't (laughs) And this is going to uh, this is going to come off as like maybe a little shitty. Uh, I think this record thinks it's like like this is the artsy one. Oh, uh, 100%. And uh, it's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not. Um, and like right down to the cover, like the cover is like vaguely reminiscent of like a Cigarose album. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with fucking uh, gobbledygook on it. I, I can't pronounce it because mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, it's uh Icelandic and I, I don't speak that language. Me neither. Um but the the album that has gobbledygook on it, that that album, it like kinda looks like that. Like there's like scratchy writing that says like it says I am in wonder. Or what is it what is it saying? I think it front? just says in wonder. In wonder, yeah. Um it thinks it's which if it was called In Wonder, I think that's like a way better title, but like it's amazing the difference that that word makes. Um, yeah. yeah. So positives. Um, I think it sounds really, really good. Um, I love the way that Sean's vocals are produced mm-hmm. on it. Um, I think like, again, like where in moments where I think like a big selling pop artist like Sean Mendez would put like, like this is a moment where you stack 25 fucking harmonies. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's um it's like more stripped back. Um it's 
it's still definitely like in the box music where it's like very clear that like oh i'm like all right this is a song made in ableton live yeah but i noticed that he did a like live album playthrough for this sort of i watched um, i watched two songs from it he did um live versions of six tracks from this album okay uh, only six those right. being intro wonder dream song for no one always been you and look up at the stars uh-huh um all of which don't know why he didn't are, do can't imagine but that's fine uh because these were all with like a full band behind him and all that with like still a bunch of people and shit still. it would be a little strange i guess uh, maybe I don't know. um but if there's one thing that i like more about those live versions than the studio versions it's the drumming yeah um, i mean like one of the positives i can give it, it and i only watched two songs but like when i'm listening to it like even though i know it's like a digitally created song i can still like see mm-hmm. a band playing it in my head kind of um in that way that like like right before maroon 5 gets like really bad mm-hmm. uh you like it's it's like that thing where it's like i know this is fake but also like a I band could, could I, play a band this. could play this and it would probably be really good yeah um which I I know doesn't sound I know that sounds like a slight more than a um more than a compliment but uh yeah I mean the big big negative for me is uh the songs are so samey uh like after Monster three oh five until can't imagine that might as well be one song really look up at the stars definitely still a highlight i think it's the best out of those groupings but like whoa like (laughs) i i really don't uh i really don't like have a moment that stands out after monster other than can't imagine i think can't imagine is a great song yeah but um yeah Right, yeah, I I did not like that stretch of music, and I yeah. feel very bad. That I didn't. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Sean Mendes, theater kid? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Um, I I don't think he was a theater kid. Um, he he was a Viner. Um, okay, that I didn't know. Pretty pretty what, prominent. Did he do covers on Vine? What did yeah. he do on Vine? He would do little Sound like covers. An old fucking man. Oh yeah. <laughs> He he was. Uh, do you know Magcon? No. What's that? Explain okay. that to me. So Magcon was a convention where a bunch of uh, pretty white boys from Vine got together and like oh. did a little tour where they like. The only one that actually did anything was Sean because he would like actually play songs because okay. he could play guitar and sing. I don't know what all of the other ones did, um, but it was like. Sean Mendez, uh, and wow, I forgot literally all of their other names, probably because they're not relevant anymore. <laughs> uh, were they uh, like just the hot white boys, the yeah. popular now boys? Kind of, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not like the uh, the Logan Pauls were like, not not yeah. the ones who were doing like comedy videos, but the ones who were doing like thirst traps and stuff like that. Oh, okay. They would go on tour. Sure. And then um, Sean, wa- like, Sean was posting... Uh, little musical covers and then he would write his own stuff and eventually his exposure on vine led to a record deal wow okay yeah i mean then to me it's amazing he's even lasted this long oh yeah um 
That's very surprising that that's where he comes from. This is what his fourth album. Fourth album. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. of and all of his uh, songs in like his top five on Spotify are all well over a billion plays. Well over a billion, and most of it is uh, self-titled or mm -hmm. handwritten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I. Which is gathered. still crazy. Like. Yeah. No. I mean, that's nuts, and they're all great songs. Um, for me, he kind of suffers from the uh from the like charlie pooth thing where like he's like famous but not famous where like um like i had totally heard attention by charlie pooth like before i knew that it was attention by charlie pooth yeah. do you know what i mean where yeah. it's like and you can definitely play me like five other charlie pooth songs where i know the whole hook but I'm going to be like, yeah, I had no idea that was Charlie Puth, and I did yeah. not know the name of that song. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Sean Mendez has kind of always suffered from that, it, just in, like, the general public. Because, like, I hesitate to call myself a fan. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do like what he does. I do think he's a very talented singer. I don't think he's, like, you know, just, like, white boy of the week or whatever. I mean, he's white boy of the week this week on the podcast. Yeah. But, um, uh yeah, very, very, uh, very interesting to listen back to this, and uh, I, I don't know the the opinion I mostly formulated was like really, really strong first half. Mm -hmm. um, it loses its concept very quickly. Um, I would say after twenty four hours, the sonic world that the album is living in just kind of goes off the rails, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know where it's supposed to live after that you know what i mean sort of yeah yeah it's um it kind of uh it kind of starts off feeling like super grand and all that and then mm -hmm. um yeah from intro to, to uh 24 hours you kind of feel like it's going to be this uh yeah um lush dreamscape or whatever and then teach me how to love hits which is a good song but it's like completely different. Yeah. Also, fun fact: uh, Anderson Peck is drumming on "Teach Me How to Love." And okay. Every okay. time I think about that, I forget that that's a thing until like halfway through the song. That's interesting because that's like pre-Anderson Peck being like uber famous, right? Yeah. This is pre-Silk Sonic. Um, pre-Silk Sonic. Yeah. He he had still like, done like Malibu had, and stuff like that. I yeah, that like I knew already. who he was mm -hmm. and shit, but like, I guess I didn't. I mean, he was, like, opening for Thundercat yeah. the year before, and now he's, like, fucking... Now he's Anderson Pack. you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's just funny that Sean was like, hey, do you, can you drum on can this you track? Play drums? And then yeah. Anderson was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's a really good song. Um, Call My Friends is when it gets lost entirely, where I'm like, I get it. Like, I, I get, like, the... Um... I get like where this where this track is coming from. I understand mm. it. It's a like I'm in my mid to late twenties and I've lost touch with all my friends and mm. like I I get it. Like you know I've heard lots of good songs about that. Yeah. Um. I don't think it needs to be on this record. It's also like Lost in Japan is this like sexy like uh like little bop mm. that um just is so funky and fun. And like it's a it's a great little uh it's a great little bop. Mm -hmm. I love Lost in Japan. And its subject material is like, hey, get guess what we could do? 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, call my friends is like is like all right. <laughs> like, all right, let's go get high. I, I, let's. I, I want to go get high with everybody who went to my high school. <laughs> like, all right. Well. Yeah. Um, There's one like, thing that I won't um, super defend about this album. Uh-huh. And it's it's Sean Mendez's like lyrical ability. I mean, he, he is not a terrible lyricist. No. But he has never been a particularly strong one. No, but he's been he's always been in this territory to me of like like Charlie Puth, I I think his lyrics are bad. Like oh, yeah. I'll I'll say that right now. I yeah. think Attention is his best song lyrically, and I don't really think Attention's that great lyrically. It's yeah. a bop though. I mean shit slaps. Um with that bass line you could be singing about most anything. Oh yeah. Then... And the and the fact that it like builds up and you think it's gonna be this like huge, like glossy chorus and just drop pulls the fucking ground underneath you. So good. I mean, he's genius production wise. I just don't think he should be writing lyrics. But no. I mean, whatever. I mean, you're not here for my Charlie Puth takes. I'm here for my Sean Mendes takes. <laughs> Maybe if I put a Charlie Puth album on there. Please don't. <laughs> when we reload the wheel, if we if we end up doing twenty more of these, like, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would want to either. Yeah, no, I don't want you to. Um No, uh, fucking yeah uh uh what was i talking about oh lyrics lyrics um i, w- I he suffers from the like i have to be relatable and relevant and also i want to write a fun song mm-hmm. which like lost in japan like i can't relate to that shit at all no. i'm never i'm never uh in a financial position to get lost in japan tonight I can't. I just, would like to be. I'm never a just a couple hundred miles. No, from Japan. I'm never just a couple hundred miles from Japan. So, uh, you know, I and I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's like it's very clear what that song's about, and it's very clear what these songs are about too. Um, I think 305 is where it like really suffers. Where I'm just like, why are we? Um, it reminded me a lot of that Halsey and um. Uh, what is that fucking guy's name? Jeezy. Young Blood. Oh. It reminded me a lot of that Halsey Young Blood song, where, uh, it's I think it's called Eleven Minutes. I have no idea. And like just like bringing up any sort of gauge of time, like it's it's this time. I'm this amount of time away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for whatever reason, it's just like it feels like a cop out to me. Yeah. It feels like a, I can't figure out a more interesting thing to sing about, so I'm going to sing about what time it is. Like, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, not huge on that song. The lyrics didn't bother me so much. The lyrics on Teach Me How to Love, I think, are very good. Mm-hmm. I think are very, very, very good. Um, Call My Friends, I don't think has very good lyrics. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like... Um, this to me felt like and this is another compliment on it um this is like best case scenario uh post co-writers maroon 5 and also be- best case scenario uh Ryan Rossless panic at the disco um there it is <laughs> yeah i know um like I don't know if Sean Mendez writes all of these songs himself or if he kind of like comes up with a chord thing and then like another producer builds on it. It's or usually it, he is usually the the main guy and he has other writers with him like for 
the self-titled record he worked and for i think a lot of um illuminate and handwritten he worked with uh um teddy geiger Mm -hmm. um and uh this album he he did not work with teddy geiger uh and it kind of shows because teddy is really good at writing like big pop hooks uh which might explain why there wasn't a hit on this record but sean typically has it's usually him and like two or three or four co-writers for like a whole album okay that makes sense um do you know who like the primary producer is on it or on this one i can check i don't know off the top of my head uh but yeah he he's not usually as far as i'm aware not usually one to like by default resort to other people for his songs interesting um well i mean to me it feels like like for example on like pray for the wicked which i think is the first like really like terrible terrible panic album and i know this probably happened on death of a bachelor but pray for the wicked it feels like uh like nine different people made those instrumentals Mm -hmm. and uh like you know and maybe nine people each made those instrumentals and then brendan yuri is just like throwing his fucking song on top of it Mm -hmm. whereas this feels like like very glossy and very full instrumentals but uh they're being like handcrafted by somebody and it's like it's like artisan pop instrumentals does that make sense yeah like none of them are grading it's it's pop instrumentals you would get at trader joe's sure um i yeah yeah no organic pop instrumentals so the primary producers for this record um skrillex skrillex yep um it's mostly so sean is a is a primary producer uh and the the two the three people that did the most on this were sean this guy uh nate uh mercero i think is how you okay pronounce yeah that. i'm familiar with his name and uh and kid harpoon are the three also that did familiar the most. with with him i think i think those two have done stuff for dua lipa before Maybe. which like talk about another artist who's like who's got better instrumentals than like 90 percent of other pop music mm-hmm. but like i i think what i'm getting at is like it it does not feel like cynical mm-hmm. um which is a big compliment on it and maybe that's why it didn't sell very well is because like there's nothing on it that feels like overtly like offensive. There's no 808s, mm-hmm. which I was like, damn, there's no trap beats except uh, unless you count monster, which I don't really. Not really. Um, it's, it's more alternative R&B than. Anything. Yeah, sure. Sure. Can we talk about monster? Yeah. Okay, cool. What a what a good song. What a fucking track. Dude. <laughs> um, How is this not his biggest song? I don't know. It was released <laughs> as a single like ahead of yeah. the album and yeah. fucking Justin Bieber's on it and it's really yeah. goddamn good. Yeah. It, even fucking like Fantano put it on best tracks of the week mm-hmm. when it came out, yeah. which is insane because he usually just doesn't even talk about Sean Mendes in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then this just didn't catch on for some reason. That's very interesting to me because I feel and you know, this was a pandemic release which Shit uh, was weird in the well, musical landscape looking, back then. Looking back on all the pandemic releases, like 
there were some that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And there's others that I like. There's others that I I didn't enjoy, but also I don't remember them coming out. Hmm. Like I vaguely remember the ones that I like really really liked. Like For Your Health's album was a was a pandemic album, mm-hmm. and I, I you know obviously it, not just because we're buddies with them, but I I love that record. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but like that Childish Gambino album, oh god, was a pandemic. Re- I forget that that even came out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. Was there a 1975 pandemic? It was right before the pandemic. Um, I think it happened. Notes on a conditional form was like right before. I fucking love notes. I I love notes also. That shit is awesome for Uh, some reason. Loathe was like a a right before pandemic one. Yeah. But like this was like heart of the pandemic. Like this Mm. like and albums that came out then they were usually albums that were scheduled to come out anyway. Like the rollouts had started pre COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean like this is like the fact that a Justin Bieber, Sean Mendez pop banger did not hit uh, is just proof that like came out at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, it could be a number of things, but I mean, like, truthfully, I think this song's fucking great. Yeah. I think it's so, so good. Um, do you want to know something very funny about this song? Ooh, tell me. I do not think this was on the original track list to this album. Really? And the evidence I have for that is that but when the... But I listened to it on the standard version. I know. What do you mean? It came out at the same time as the rest of the album and like all of that. But if you'll notice, Monster is the one that sounds the most sonically distinct from the rest of the album, in my opinion. Um, it doesn't feature any of the grand instrumentation. It is more of an alternative R&B track than anything else on this record. And also, curiously enough, I ordered the vinyl, like, frame one, the minute it was announced. Sure. Because I am I have no self-control. Um, I, and then, I'm looking at your copy of Charlie XCX's Pop 2. Yeah. Right I didn't now. want to leave it in my car. Oh, of course not. Probably Why would melt you do or whatever. Yeah. But um, I ordered the vinyl for this album, and it shipped to my house, and I played it. I got to Song for No One, and I was like, cool, Monster's next, and 305 started playing. Really? Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And come to find out, on all of the first presses of this album, Monster is not featured. Interesting. It is on there now. If you go, like, I have a version that has this Mm. song on it now. Um, Like, the, the new Target exclusive has it. Okay. Um, and I think generally if you find this in a record store or something, like just check the sticker because if it doesn't have Monster on it, it'll say includes a download to Monster um, rather okay. than includes Monster. So what's your theory that this was like recorded later? My something? theory is that um, the label executives heard this album and were like, I don't <laughs> think there's any hits on this thing. Yeah. And were like, hey, Sean, do you want to do a song with Justin Bieber? Yeah. And Sean fucking loves Justin Bieber. Yeah. So yeah. he obviously said yes. Um, but I think this was a last minute label edition. And it works. It's a yeah. great song. It's but a great I song. think that's the circumstances of its creation. Yeah. I mean, and it is also like the one that strays from the subject matter the most. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like when it started, 
Like I, I had obviously seen it on the on the track listing. And also this can't be the first song called Monster that Justin Bieber is on. Right? Let's find out. I would love to know. I feel like there's a second one, but I don't know. It's just a very standard song title. Anyway, when I saw this, I was like, I had an idea in my head of what it would sound like. It was not what the song actually sounds like. Yeah. Um, Like, this is a banger mm-hmm. uh, on levels that, like, Shawn Mendes has, like, never seen, I will say. Um, And, and Bieber spit some... uh. Beaver spit some bars about him uh, falling from grace a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't been terribly checked in to him in the last few years. But I don't think I've ever heard him speak on this. No. And uh, I, thought it, I thought it was really cool. It's very I it was, interesting I it was awesome. to hear him talk about this. Because, like, um, if any artist, like, ever has a moment where, like, the public hates them or whatever... It's usually not very easy for them to be like, hey, yeah, I was kind of a dickhead back then, but yeah. like, you know, I've changed and you should forgive me without uh-huh. it either yeah. coming off as like um, super annoying and like cloying or sure. just like they do. It's either that or they sound like a huge dickhead, but like yeah. Justin doesn't sound like either on these. And yeah. like, I feel like part of that is because it's been such a long time removed since Justin mm-hmm. has like been in the the press for doing something really terrible. And not, I mean, not yeah, even like been, really terrible, just like yeah, you know, young pop star bullshit. Um, so like, it's it feels like there's evidence to him growing as a mm-hmm. person, and then he like opens up about how um, the criticism and like getting famous at such a young age affected him. Yeah. And it's like, damn, Justin Bieber's talking about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy who was spitting on fans at the one point? S- the second his verse started, I was like, this is fucking dope. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And, like, it goes perf- It goes hand in hand with, like, the rest of the song being uh-huh. about, like, yeah. Sean being scared if he, like, does a fuck up in any minor way that, like, he's yeah. just going to be ruined forever because of it. Yeah, I mean, which won't happen because I think he's no. probably got a career forever. I think like, so too. Regardless of like, I think well into my fucking forties, like there's going to be Sean Mendes shows happening. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, Even then, like he just does not seem like the kind of guy to ever step on anyone's toes. No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, this was another thought I had during this song. I was like, Sean Mendes is a guy who gets a lot of features. Mm-hmm. Hang on, um. I was like, uh, and the two that I could immediately think of was were obviously Justin Bieber on this song, and Camila Cabello on Senorita. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's her song or if it's just them together. I don't know the situation there. I think it's Sean's with her on. I it. think it's Sean's with her on it as well. But I was like, oh, Sean Mendez definitely has a song with Halsey. Nope. 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 And then I was like, okay, Sean Mendez definitely has a song with Dominic Fike. Nope. Nope. Not at all. And then I was like, oh, Sean Mendes definitely has a song with Dua Lipa. Nope. Nope. It's so strange. It's so weird. I thought for sure this motherfucker had like made like... The, oh, there was one other one that I was like, oh, there's... Oh, it was Ariana Grande. I was like, there's definitely a Sean Mendes Ariana Grande song. Nope. But there is a Sean Mendes Chainsmokers song. Yes? I didn't check. No. 
fucking <laughs> what's happening like, so i think with that um so sean did a bunch of features on self-titled um yeah he did a he did one with khalid he did one with julia michaels um john mayer is on that, that's uh, right that julia yeah. michaels cut um like he i guess not a bunch he did a few on on that album um but he's not really ever been one to have a bunch of features on an on a record like yeah there, there's not really illuminate any on has illuminate. none illuminate doesn't have yeah. any um hand i don't think handwritten has any um handwritten has 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 a, one has two one. two uh air featuring astrid s and i know what you did last summer with camilla um but he's never been a, a big feature artist um mm -hmm. which is you know a little strange considering like his lane but he's never needed any um yeah and i feel like maybe one of those features would have happened if he had kept consistent output after wonder but yeah he has he hasn't really done anything since wonder came out like he's just been on a big break he put out a single he did put out a single um he wrote it in 48 hours uh and then put it out i guess he was just really inspired um oh yeah cool. and then he put up he put out two, he's put out three singles since wonder has come out one in 2021 one in 2022 and then one this year yeah one of them was for lyle lyle crocodile correct oh yeah he also did that yeah um, he also did that he i didn't also, listen to it but i, I saw it i didn't either um just in my mind like he's like a guy who like gets like so many features he probably could he probably could, but like it, it doesn't seem like he's relying on them. No, it, um, I don't think he like wants to. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's such a. It might um, be the route though at this point because yeah, like maybe. I'm not saying like the fall off is like super hard or whatever. I feel like you know he definitely in six months lost. we could all be singing a new John Mendes song. Who you know, knows? if he decides to come back, like he just played his first live show. Like he he made his first on stage appearance in like a year and a half or two years. No way, just really? Recently. Yeah, he had uh, a whole world tour for Wonder planned, and he canceled because he just like he he cited mental health reasons. Okay, and then um, well that's sad. But I feel like once he comes back properly, he'll be fine. And you know no, why? I agree because his on stage appearance because it wasn't a Shawn Mendes show. His first onstage appearance was with Ed fucking Sheeran oh. singing one of Sean's songs at an Ed Sheeran concert. Really? Yeah. I thought maybe he did Lego House with him as well. Nope. Well, he might have, but he his I think the first song that he played coming yeah. back into the live music scene was There's Nothing Holding Me Back with Ed Sheeran. That's cool. Yeah, which is cool. And I think he'll be fine when he Yeah, comes he'll back. be fine. Yeah. I mean I'd I'd be very interested to see him go like the the like <laughs> not pop punk route but like I'd be oh, very God. interested to hear like the Shawn Mendes Turnstile album you know what I mean like God he can he has I think he can probably scream if he tried to he's such a talented vocalist yeah and he'd figure it out <laughs> can I be real with you like it only shows through on this record a few times. Hmm. Like, there's some parts of this record where I'm like, all right, like, I could sing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and not to be a dick, but, like, um, do you know what it, uh, the other 
thing that it really, really reminded me of was, you know that song on notes on con- on a conditional form where Maddie Healy says, I never fucked in a car. I was oh, lying. nothing revealed. Everything denied. Yeah. Every song on this, like, kind of sounds like that song. Like, a little <laughs> bit. Like, but without the, like, winking at the camera without that the, the 1975 has. And the, yeah. the white boy rapping that Maddie Healy did. I like that song. But I yes. don't like that song. Oh, you're wrong. Notes is a, a very strange album. Honestly, we should just talk about that at some point. On just oh, for I'll talk news. about Notes. I'll talk about day. the 1975 in yeah. general. Maybe we do a special 1975 episode on the Patreon or something. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that is where that album is. Is like, like nothing revealed, everything denied. Is like, is when you get to that song, you're like, all right, am I gonna listen to the rest of this or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit is like twenty songs long. It's, crazy. it's long, but don't worry, is like the nineteen seventy five's best song. So <laughs> it's such a good song. That's so crazy. I love that song. I think that song's amazing. It Gorgeous. does end with guys, which is a hell of a closure. Guys is such a good well man. I love guys. I, I love, love guys. So shout much. out guys. I love shout guys. Shout out guys. Um, but back to the Sean Mendes album. <laughs> yeah, uh, just very samey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I get it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I should say to you. Is like, I think I get it. Um, I don't think I'm quite at the point where I can call this like a masterpiece. Yeah. And I don't know why it's one of your favorites, but like, because I I'm feel a, like you might like the other Shawn Mendes records more than this one. I but. do not. Really? I really don't. Because self-titled has um, uh, Like to Be You, which I think is a dreadful song. Even though John Mayer's on it, you can barely tell. Cause, like, oh, is he just playing guitar? He's just playing guitar. Mm. Um, he do I that. Think, I think that song is uh, really bad. Um, and... Uh, Handwritten and Illuminator, not good albums in general. There's songs off of both of them that I like, but the sure, albums in general sure. are not good. Whereas this is like an album album. This is an album where the entire thing, I have a positive impression on yeah. most every single yeah. song. Like, um, there's there's no, uh, there's nothing that completely bores me to death like youth uh, on this record. There's nothing that's like really bewildering like particular taste um if you've heard that song uh yeah that song is really strange i'm not super familiar it's uh we might have to phone a friend on this we might have to call grayson pace (laughs) find out her opinion (laughs) is she a a sean mendez she's a bit of a sean stan yeah not as much as she's like a justin no she probably likes sean mendez more than she likes justin bieber Hmm. um like First of all, have Sean Mendes and Harry Styles linked up before? Uh, that feels like a link that not in a musical context. I think they might have hung out at some point. Might be point. homies. Who probably? It you seems know, like Sean like, is at least on friendly terms with literally everybody. Yeah, he doesn't. That's the thing about him. Is like I'm sure. Like again, like like I said before, in six months we could all be singing a new Sean Mendes song that rocks ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. But also, 
he has like no edge to him. No. Like there's nothing particularly like he's just like very safe. Mm-hmm. Um and that is the word I would use to describe this album the most is mm-hmm. safe. Is it's like this thing is working. Why would we switch up from it? Uh which is fine. Like, um, but like there's just a that chord transition that he's doing on um let me look at the name of the song again. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get back to you on it. Uh the uh chord transition that's on Song for No One mm-hmm. happens like four more times on this record. Mm-hmm. Like that same like kind of like jangly like not mixolydian, that's like the wrong word. I don't but, even know what that means. I mean I barely <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know theory shit. Um like that like like that shit happens like four more times on the record and it's like okay (laughs) i think i'm i think i'm done with this same chord thing happening over and over again but i don't know um i get it it's the first full album from a like legitimate male pop star that I've heard in a while where I was like, okay, that's like an actually fully realized album. Yeah. Um, and I think the first fucking five songs are great. Mm-hmm. I think everything up to monster is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I think the fall off is really hard after that track. That's fair. And I think it might be because that track is so good. Yeah. It's, um, mo- they put monster at track nine on here. Right before, um, like, because after Monster, it's 305, Always Been You, Piece of You, Look Up at the Stars and Can't Imagine. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like Monster kind of might have fit better earlier on in the track list. Yeah. Um, Because after, uh, like, from Dream to the end of the album, excluding Monster, is all about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. and then monster hits. Mia Cabello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and monster hits, and it's not really about any of that, which is sure. fine because um, call my friends also isn't about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and song for no one, sort of. Um, uh, I think that song rocks. I think that um, song's very good. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, but yeah, maybe it, maybe it could have fit better earlier on in the track list, but I. I see what you're saying with the the fall off happening there because 305 is a strange little song, um, and it I, hitting directly after Monster is crazy to me. I, I think 305 is like probably the weakest song on this. It's um, I like it because it's like you know it's if you have a song where the instrumental is bright and happy and then the lyrics are yeah. like the exact opposite, I'm gonna be like ooh Pog Champ. Um, sure like yeah. in most scenarios i'm like uh-huh. ooh, ooh, wow look at that, ooh. Look at that. Ooh, whoa. um and i also think it's interesting because for sean's like basically his entire musical career he has not really opened up about him being insecure about anything like um, sure yeah there's a there's treat you better but that's mm-hmm. which is a dreadful song by the way 
Um, Ooh, disagree. I, I think really, that song is pretty fun. I hate that song. <laughs> well, I mean, it's um, so. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm lurking on R slash never fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to find no fap. <laughs> and I just came up with never, never fucked. fucked. <laughs> Imagine there's a subreddit called R slash never, never fucked. fucked. And if you if they find <laughs> proof that you have fucked, you they get kill banned. You. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. R slash never fucked. R slash never fucked. That um, should be the subreddit for the podcast. Is R slash never fucked. R slash never fucked. Yeah. If you're if you're listening if you're making a podcast uh, all about Fallout a, Boy, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Prospects aren't looking good. No, they're not. No. No. Um but I bring that song up because it's like there's a flash of of um, insecurity sure. there. Yeah. In my blood is the first one where he's really like, yeah, I'm like, uh, shit is a little I fucked suck up. Dick I and, suck dick, man. Yeah. But this album, um, while mostly being about uh, Camila, uh, 305 is like, uh, even the like, it's it's very interesting to hear this like fucking. 6'2 Adonis looking motherfucker. Yeah, he like, is tall. Yeah, he's tall and very attractive. And, and muscular now. Very muscular. As of recently, yeah. And during this rollout, he had long hair, which was yeah. crazy. And then he I, cut I watched it off. the monster video. He looks sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's very interesting to hear a man like that just be like, yeah, I am scared constantly that I'm going to lose my yeah. superstar girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then Peace and of He you, did. So, and then he did, yeah. but you know, turns out girls don't care what you look like. <laughs> Girl, turns out it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> you hear that incels? You can be five four and still you hear get that r slash never fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, we well, can't be five four. You're a manlet, but you know. oh, true, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have never told jokes or lies on this podcast. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't tell lies. Um, uh, he also like I wanted to bring this up. He does not seem. Especially after the self-titled, it does not seem like he has to put out a record every two years. Nope. Like, I get striking while the iron's hot, but like, maybe if you left this one in the oven a little bit more. I don't know if he like, uh, because self-titled, yeah, self-titled came out two years before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's just Didn't say like, shit into the mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it's just how the the cookie crumbled, I suppose. Like, um, but it. I think he's realized now he doesn't have to do that. Mm. Like, because, um, like, he does not seem at all concerned with um, the fame or the the money or anything. Which you know, if I had five songs on Spotify that were over a billion streams, I also probably wouldn't be worried no. about that. Yeah, um, putting out a record every two years. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't worry about putting out a record every two years. So I think he's he's realized that now. I um, do I you, do see what you're saying, though. Do you remember that conversation that you and I, I don't remember if it was on or off pod where we were like, we were talking about how like every now and then you'll just be like, man, I haven't heard from Maroon Five in a little while. What the fuck is going on there? And they're on like a gigantic like South Asian tour or something like that. Yeah. Because like they haven't hit that market in five years or whatever. And they're going to hit that market and making like the entire uh, population of the Philippines is coming to see them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's totally what I thought Sean Mendez was like. Was like I was gonna like look up a set list and it was like, well, last night in Sao Paulo he opened with "Treat You Better." <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, um, yeah. I um, and I, I do you think he's gonna make everyone wait like four years in between records? Like, do you think a Sean Mendez record comes out this year? Probably not this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's going to do some we're in, live we're shows. We're in Q3 already, so I, it, if if it was coming out, we'd probably already know by now. Yeah, I feel like he's going to do some live shows before he puts anything out, just to like remind people yeah. that he exists and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I don't. There's really no telling, um, like, because mm-hmm. by by all accounts, like I've watched interviews with him, um, like read a bunch of stuff yeah. about. Sean deep and all that just of gay porn uh obviously yeah. Yeah. yeah um and like by all accounts he's like the most normal guy like he seems very normal yeah. like on on hot ones um he like he did a, a hot ones interview he just comes off as like who was cla- who was really clamoring for the sean mendez hot ones i was <laughs> <laughs> i like that video um, and that was right around when self-titled was coming out. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like, but on that interview, he just he like comes off as like the most egoless, just dude. Yeah. Like he brought a bunch of friends yeah. with him to, to come to the, the interview with him. So like, I, I genuinely believe that he's just like a normal guy whose songs yeah. happened to hit. Happened to be really good. Um, yeah. so if he doesn't feel like he has to put out an album, then he's not going to. Yeah, for sure. He is definitely in a position where he doesn't have to listen to a label, nor probably feels compelled to either. Which which makes this make even less sense. Is like it clearly, makes it make more sense to me, honestly. Really, because to me, it's like it, it, I feel like a little bit more work could have gone into this. Hmm. I also think maybe two songs could have been cut from that back half. It, Albums don't need to be 14 songs no more. But, um, you know, like, I feel like, you know, if he's someone who doesn't feel any pressure to release anything, then, like, why put out an album during the pandemic less than a year after the deluxe edition of your biggest album had just come out? Well, that was... You know what I mean? I think he... I think he's, like come to that realization now i now, don't, I don't yeah. know about back then but i certainly yeah. think musically he's always felt like that yeah um and like because Everyone needs a slump it's it's how you it's yeah. how you pull yourself back out. it's 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 what comes after the slump that determines if you have real staying power yeah for sure um, and i think he does yeah i think I he agree. does if you're being brought on stage by ed sheeran to play one of your songs yeah. insane yeah, kind of kind of based like Giga Chad move. Honestly, did you ever see the movie Yesterday? No. Uh, do you know the general premise though? Yeah, and I, I know Ed Sheeran's in that. In so much of it, mm-hmm. so much of it. I heard that his like main sequence is like um, the main character and him do like a performance off, and Ed Sheeran yes. fucking washes him. Uh, I don't quite remember. I think, I think the main character washes him pretty bad. Hmm. And like, Ed's like, song I played was pretty good, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. And it was like, it's fucking like 
yesterday by the Beatles or something like well, that. Well, yeah. If you're yeah. gonna go like I, I think um I think I heard he got washed like because Ed Sheeran is a better performer. Sure. Not because like yeah. if you go up there and like nobody knows what yesterday is uh-huh. and then you play yesterday, you're gonna win. Yeah. It's like a cheat code. Like if if you are the only one with knowledge of the Beatles, which by the way, the entire musical landscape would be completely different if the Beatles didn't exist. Like, yeah, I mean, it's so it's, unbelievably different. It's fun to think about. It's a fun little thought experiment. Yeah. It's a fun premise for a movie. But yes, you're very right. Why'd you bring this up? Oh, because Ed Sheeran was is in it. That's <laughs> <Okay>. all. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how that movie ends? Doesn't he visit? fucking john lennon <laughs> he does visit deep fake john lennon but why didn't they <laughs> do you know like the ending ending no <laughs> can i tell you yeah okay i'm not gonna watch it um so like spoilers he, for yesterday i guess he reveals that like none of the songs were written by him but he still goes and like plays them and like refuses to take any money off of it like he's still like a world-class performer mm-hmm um, but he like refuses to take any money off of it, and like he's like a, a I I forget I think maybe he opens like a music school or something like that, and he finally gets together with the girl that he's wanted to get together with the whole movie, mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, they finally like have sex or whatever I I don't know if they have sex I think they're finally just like happy together and he was like he's like ugh I feel like when Harry Potter finally defeated dumb uh uh. Voldemort and she goes who and then he google searches Harry Potter and Harry Potter also does not exist in this world and the credits roll (laughs) oh my god it's awesome (laughs) it's kind of great it's kind of really fun oh my god that's that is kind of funny it's kind of it's kind of great I kind of love it it's kind of funny it's not like a particularly great movie, but like the ending that ending is hilarious. Just oh man, Harry Potter doesn't exist. Now I can write it and not be a huge transphobe. That's the that's like the implication because I don't know if she was transphobic yet when that mo when that she movie definitely came out. was. I don't know if it was like as widely known as it or is if now. Many people cared yet. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Fuck J.K. Who, Rowling. Oh, fuck J.K. Rowling. She better quit it. She better knock, <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> hey, cut that out. Hey, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, have you considered being a nicer person? Have you considered shutting the fuck up? Have you considered shutting the fuck up? J.K. Rowling. <laughs> we cast epic spells. <laughs> we... <yeah. laughs> Prank you. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. <laughs> Expecto my balls. In your mouth. <laughs> Expecto D's. What's D's? D's nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Hire me to do your producer tag. Goblin of fire. Gobble Goblin my balls. <laughs> Goblin my balls. Goblin my balls. <laughs> Dobby the house elf just sucked me off. <laughs> Dobby the house elf got fucking stabbed. Yikes. All right. I think we're done here. Uh, we maybe. did it. Yeah. I did want to. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We'll stop talking about Dobby the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop talking about Dobby the house of getting fucking stabbed. Um, I did want to bring up 
just because we haven't touched on either of these tracks. Um, Dream. Uh, oh. Despite sharing a name with a YouTuber of questionable morality, mm. uh, I fucking love that song. That song's not bad. It was it was one of those where, to me, it kind of suffered from like the same equalities. Sort of. It's like, um, it's it's very dream pop, uh, and not really much of the album mm-hmm. ventures into that territory. And also, um, I think those fe- that song features some of Sean's best lyrics on the album. Um, like it the idea of just dreaming about somebody when you're far away from them is is pretty basic but he sells it really well he sells it very well yeah no doggy it's it's relatable doggy it's a relatable little song right there and then also um piece of you which is one of my favorites uh i that's the that's an area where i disagree with the the sameness of the the last half because and, it is a yeah it's a darker song instrumentally and also it is his most like i think out of his entire catalog it's like his most vulnerable i guess because it's taking the themes of 305 and just like ramping it the fuck up yeah no and i i wouldn't totally count that track out it's just like there's something about that stretch of 305 to look up at the stars where it's like just none of these songs are monster. I really want to listen to monster. Bring right back now. monster. Which like, you know, I, I do think, and maybe this should be the recurring segment on made you listen, but I do think that this is something I am going to return to hmm. because it is a nice enough listen to where like I could put it on and like really enjoy myself and hmm. find myself like, you know, uh, liking it more. Hmm. Um, and that's that's a song in particular where I was like, okay, I'll come back to this. Like mm-hmm. I saved it to my like songs, you know what I mean? Let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, but like the other songs, mm, yeah, uh, because it comes right after another song that has you in the title, right? Always been you, always yeah. been you, yeah. Which that song, I was I was not <laughs> to. Uh, I think that one, I do like that song. I think it's done better live. Yeah, because he did that in the um, in the thing, right? Mm-hmm. In the session, Sadie. Oh my goodness, Sadie. It, Sadie is Sadie's popping off. off yeah, big golden retriever vibes. I wouldn't keep petting her, so she walked over yeah. to the hallway and that is how she works, out. Dawson. You should know better. Yeah, That's um, not bad, honestly. All uh, right, final score, I suppose. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. Let's go. Um, I'm positive on it. Um, it's not my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's some really fucking good songs on this. Yep. Intro to, uh, 24 hours. I was having such a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what's after 24 hours? Teach me how to love. Teach me how to love to monster. I was like, this is a different record, but I'm having a great time still. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Can't Imagine, great, great fucking closer. Just I, a, it was, it's it's so vulnerable instrumentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like it was, it like could have been recorded on like an iPhone. It, uh, I th- think it was recorded in one take. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Sean Mendes might be a stellar guitar player. 
He is. Yeah, uh, I might. I I think I got to point that out. Is that homeboy? Homeboy kind of shreds mm-hmm. for for what he is. Homeboy shreds mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, I give this a nine out of ten, and it is my fiftieth favorite album of all time. <laughs> awesome. Uh, join us next episode. Do you, uh, you want to spin? Do you want to spin for what I have to do next? Oh yeah, let's okay, do that. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so. Because uh, we didn't spin until <laughs> we didn't spin until yesterday, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I spun for you today, which is why I'm not making you do low country today. Yeah. All right. So let me take Wonder off of the wheel. Nice. Down uh, to nine. Down to nine. It feels good to look at a small wheel. Mm-hmm. Looking at the big wheel is scary. Uh, but before we spin, uh, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Uh, if you liked this format, uh, there will be one more coming out, and then. Uh, the rest will be Patreon exclusive, so uh, give us your money, smile. And uh, follow Carson's band uh, at Calistyle Boys on Twitter, at the Calistyle Boys on Instagram. Follow my band at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Follow the podcast at The Dreaded Wheel on Twitter. Um, the Dreaded Wheel, my apologies. Uh, and let's spin this damn ass wheel. Um, I'm holding May my I? phone out. May yeah, I? press, oh, okay. press cool, that cool. button. It's spinning. It's spinning. The next. We usually don't have the. Uh... I forgot. The <laughs> I didn't know it did that. The next album is uh, Zero by Low Roar. Um, very good post rock. Uh, okay. Album. Okay. Like indie folk sort of post rock sure. fusion. Okay. It's, I love that album. Cool. But, I'm excited. Um, That'll be the next album that Carson has to listen to, but the next episode of this series will be uh, Low Country, that I, and that is an album that I have to listen to. Low Country by Envy on the Coast. Uh, did you already listen to it? I did. Okay, all right. Um, I guess I'll find out. What next you episode tomorrow. is uh, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, she's my Winona. Wee. Wee. Bye. Bye.